Welcome to the Fantasy Comic League Podcast, your source for statistical-based reviews of your favorite characters from comics, movies, and television. Visit FantasyComicLeague.com for more ways to support the league and follow us on your favorite social media platform. All right, so I finally saw Shang-Chi, clearly, since that's what this podcast is going to be about. How do you think I received that movie? I would hope more positively than not, because you are a big old fantasy boy, and that finale is big old fantasy. Right, I think the third act, maybe even partway through the middle of the second act or whatever, was definitely my, my favorite part. I'm excited to talk about it. And it was nice to be able to watch it at home because I actually sit there and I took notes on my phone so I could make sure I referenced back stuff that I wanted to mention. That's nice. I really, movie theaters are garbage. I hate them. I really wish we could go to this whole same day digital movie theater release at some point here. Because it was really nice just throwing it up on my projector and being like, I'm just going to watch it here. And it was a little rowdy because the boys didn't really pay attention for the most part and they were delirious because they were tired but the minute they fell asleep i was like all right this is great can hear it all can see it all it was pretty sweet did you say this was the one where you thought the third act needed to be seen on the big screen or was that eternals yeah 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 no this one okay i definitely liked it and i definitely have some thoughts and We'll definitely get into that later, but we're going to talk about Shang-Chi here on our uh, Fantasy Comic League podcast episode, where we, uh, we're we going to have a character spotlight of Shang-Chi as well, where we're going to review his, his stats and his power sets that we have for him. Let me open that file then real quick. Has Kate Bishop been getting points for this Jeff comic? No, because it's Jeff is not canon, it says... Oh, excuse you. This is Kate Bishop's current costume, written by Kelly Thompson. Gotcha. Yeah. There's nothing here that says it is not canon. Just and it's also they... fucking Kate Bishop content, which we never fucking get. I don't know. I mean, is there something in there that indicates it? Have you? Did you read them or no? I'm just reading Eleven right now, which was super quick. It took me like two seconds. I haven't well, all got, these got, Kate Kate like that. got a bunch of Kate Bishop content. I don't know. All I was going based off of on these was the database where they have it classified as a different reality number. I think they it's have it as temporary Here, reality number check. 895. Let's see their explanation. Uh, so it says, this reality was home to Jeff the Landshark who went to a pool party with countless other superheroes and accidentally scared everyone. Why does this have to be a separate reality? So this says, in this reality, Jane Foster remained Thor and Hulk maintained a good relationship with all the heroes. So those are two, I guess, outliers to this reality compared to the main reality. Okay, sure. I, look, I don't know. I'm just going based off of this thing because I'm not reading that comic. I was so, so upset today when I was trying to wrap up the comics and I looked through the Infinity comics on Unlimited just to make sure I wasn't missing any, you know, in the past few days. Because that's the other thing. They don't, like, there's no set day that these books are released, it seems, on Unlimited. Oh, and like the right, database really? really yeah really and it's annoying because the database does not yeah, have then that you should probably start you should probably start changing your week so that they end on friday and no. then you wouldn't have had to deal with this shit on saturday no i'm not doing that 
the week is New Comic Book Day Wednesday. That's what it is. Well, then you shouldn't have counted any of these comics. They should all be counting towards the next week. No, because it goes from Wednesday New Comic Book Day to Tuesday to the Tuesday before New Comic Book Day. That's when it goes to. Uh, Stop making me try to question this. You should be questioning it because that's going to bite you in the butt. The database does not have all the Infinity comics like up the minute they come out. Like this Deadpool Invisible Touch comic. The latest one, I guess, came out maybe Friday. They put it on on limit on Friday. But the database for November 10th does not have it listed for that week yet. So anyway, so I went on Unlimited to do my check again, make sure I didn't miss anything. And I saw there was like three Shang-Chi Unlimited books. And I was like, what is this nonsense? Like, are these three more books that all got released at once? Meaning Shang-Chi is about to have a ridiculous week and like take the hero of the week. But really they're just, they call them the infinity comic versions of the Shang-Chi book from end of last year. Remember that one when like that, that series was one that introduced, I guess, Brother Saber and Sister Dagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So these Infinity comics are just those being reprinted, like as an Infinity comic. It's called Shang Chi, Brothers and Sisters, or something like that. But I don't know why. Like, why are they doing that as an Infinity comic? Like, isn't that comic available on Unlimited normally? So like, why would they need to call it that? It seems weird that they would do it that way. So Shang Chi. What do we have to say about that? We're going to do the character review first. How do you think Shang-Chi is doing this year in the comics? I said mid-tier. said what tier? Mid. Mid-tier. Okay. So I'd put him like what? Like in the top 100? 80 to 120. He is Marvel's 19th best character this year with 14 total appearances. That's not bad. He's only appeared in nine of the 45 weeks that we've recorded. That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. Out of the top 20, the next least number of weeks appeared would be Venom, Eddie Brock with 13. What did you think of uh, Venom number one? We should touch briefly upon the big issue from the past week. There was Venom number one and there was Thing number one, which I think Thing number one is kind of a dud. I didn't care about that one at all. So what did you think of Venom number one since that's your boy? Okay, first off, it's my boy's. Because Ram V is the best writer at DC. How Ewing is one of the best at Marvel. And it's Venom. And I really enjoyed it. Decent story so far. You know, I think there's, you know, first issue wise, I think we need to see more about what's going to happen here. I like that we don't really know what's going on, though. Like something's clearly up with Eddie and Dylan and Venom. Anything exciting on your DC side of stuff or no? There were some very cool comics this week. Actually, no, I want to talk about Future State Gotham very briefly. Because it was, it ended on a really cool note. You know how there's like Batman and Commissioner Gordon, right? Right. Well, in future state, Red Hood is kind of operating under the magistrate, which is like the bad guys right now. Right. But they've become the police force of Gotham. And so this issue ended with him and the new Batman, Jace Fox, deciding to form a partnership like Jim Gordon and Batman did in the day with one of them working inside the system and the other one working outside it. And I thought that was a cool little touch. And this is future state. Mm-hmm. But Action Comics has Superman 
deciding to go to War World to depose the leader there because he's basically on the verge of driving a species extinct and killing them off in Superman's name. Like every time he kills one, he brands them with the Superman logo. And so he's going there to do that. But the big twist at the end is Superman has lost most of his powers. And so it's going to be a whole inspiring people to rise up storyline. But they're putting a lot into like the culture of this war world and building a really cool world. So I'm excited to see that. Who is Omek? Is that not the person or character or god from the Legends of the Hidden Temple show on Nickelodeon? Well, I'm sure it is. It's not like Jack Kirby took from numerous sources. That was probably way before your time, wasn't it? Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. Do you yeah, they know about, about it, though? Somebody. I think they made it a movie, didn't they? No, they made it a TV show. Oh. Unless they had one of the kids from Stranger Things. I should watch that. That show was great. I used to love it. Oh, that was Olmec, not Omek. What else looks interesting to me on the DC side? Uh, the Joker was pretty good. Yeah, too. his Bluebird. I was just looking at that one. Bluebird is Harper Rowe. Uh, she's a troubled kid from Gotham who's part of the Batman. Everybody from Gotham is a troubled kid. Everybody from Gotham is part of the fucking Bat family. That's true. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, all the Robins showed up because, like, Jason Todd put up 25 points. Dick Grayson put up 32 points. Tim Drake put up 17 points. You like that Robins? No. No? It's everything I've ever wanted. I've always wanted a fucking book that starred all five Robins. And it's just very generic and kind of forgettable. That's a bummer then for you. Yeah. Outside of the Robins and, like... I, I was going to say outside of Gotham, nobody really showed up this week, but even like big chunks of Gotham are missing. Like none of the villains showed up. Harley Quinn wasn't around. Catwoman wasn't around. The Batgirls weren't around. So here's a question for you. It was a weird week focused on the Robins. Marvel versus DC, right? Happens again. Who does Shang-Chi fight on the DC side? Who does Shang-Chi you know what? I would very much like to see this. There is a new Flash named Avery Ho. I would like to see Shang-Chi fight a speedster. I think it would be a good challenge for the both of them. So, you know, my speedster daughter can fight Shang-Chi. <laughs> and I'm cool with it. Does Shang-Chi have any speed abilities this year? I bet he does, right? He has five speed uses. That's interesting. That's one of his top powers. Okay, that's not bad. He's got a pretty good skill set. Let's see what Shang's skill set is so far this year. He has used 27 different powers this year. Not bad. And he has a pretty strong powers per appearance. He gets 5.14 powers per an appearance, which is pretty good. Of the top 20, that is good for fourth. Ahead of him is your boy, Eddie. Out of the top 20, he has the best powers per appearance, probably because he's got so many ridiculous powers now that he can tap into. We gave him, I think, his first reality power in Venom number one because he learned how to... What did we say? The de- what did I say the reasoning for it was? Because the definition says being able to control the known aspect of your environment or something, existence. Mm-hmm. And I guess being able to hop into different mindsets or see the different, you know, see your timeline would be, would be controlling that existence a little bit. So Eddie's up there at 5.93. 
not bad. He has the same number of appearances as Shang-Chi this year. Um, and then Shang-Chi has the second most points per appearance of the top 20 with Eddie edging him out at 8.36. Shang-Chi has 8.21 points per appearance in his 14 appearances so far this year. Not bad, Shang-Chi. He's defeated nine characters. Not bad. What are you thinking? Are you reading the... Um, I don't remember if you are or not. Are you reading the current Shang-Chi book or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it. The Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I, I like it so far. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear Brother Saber is going to screw it all up. Because what happened, the last one we saw, I think the new one comes out next week. The last thing we saw was Iron Man. And uh, Iron Man thinks Shang-Chi's lying to him because Brother Saber had kept the, was it, is it a cosmic cube that they're all going after right now? Yeah. So Brother Saber's keeping that secret. And that's making Shang-Chi look bad to all his superhero buddies. It was good. Shang-Chi doing pretty well so far this year. 115 points. His power set and his team affiliations that we have for him what do you think his team affiliation should be i think there's probably only two i guess maybe three what do you think they are street avengers mm-hmm. street and avengers what's your third one magic should he count as magic i mean it's pretty fantasy based right is the comic fantasy magic based as much as the movie was i don't think the comics as much but right. I don't know the history of Shang-Chi. So. I mean, remember, Shang-Chi can make like multiple versions of himself and shit. Yeah, I wouldn't give that magic, though. That was more like a cosmic thing. And does he even still have that ability to, to duplicate himself? I don't remember a storyline in which he lost it. Uh, so this says, former powers, origin bomb reproduction. By successfully communing with the origin bomb site in Kobe, Japan, Shang-Chi turned the site to his advantage and replicated himself. Dozens of Shang-Chi copies spawned from the origin bomb site in Kobe, each with his mind and skills. It was unclear if a finite number of Shang-Chi duplicates were produced, or if Shang-Chi could continue continue producing new copies on command. After this incident, Shang-Chi has not used this power since, suggesting that this was only a temporary superpower. Suggesting, but not confirming. Not confirming. So, I mean, some writer could clearly pick it back up. And but... honestly... Like, given how much, given how much the movies have borrowed from Jonathan Hickman over the last right. few years, and with Fantastic Four coming up, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that power in the MCU yeah. at some point. That'd be kind of crazy to see how they worked it in there. But yeah, I mean, just doing it once in one event like that, one, I would say that's more of a cosmic-based power, not a magic one. But I wouldn't give him a cosmic classification just for that one thing until it... But even then, if he proves that he could do it more often, I don't think that would be cosmic-based because he doesn't deal with cosmic bad guys, cosmic stories, or anything like that. Um, and it doesn't look like he has much to do with magic in the comics or fantasy stuff. So okay. I would say Street and Avengers, for sure, would be his only team affiliations that we would have down for him, which is an update because we only had Street down for him in our hero roster. So let's go ahead and add Avenger in there because he was an Avenger during a pretty prominent time. He was also a secret Avenger and Agents of Atlas is like Avengers-ish kind of, you know? Yeah. I think Avenger just means superhero spy 
in my book. So that's it for his team affiliations. That's easy peasy. His top powers. What do you think his top powers are? Me, I. Clearly with 13. Uh, agility. Second with nine. Good job. And his speed number three, you said, with five? Speed is fourth with five. There's one that has six. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Let me, let me see if I can figure You know what we should do at the end of the year? We should do a family feud type game if we could find some people to challenge us Nothing. with that where we put up a hero and we say here are the top five powers for this character and do like a family feud thing that'd be, That'd be cool. cool just add it to our list of ambitious things that we yeah. never wind up doing stop adding shit to our <laughs> list that we're never gonna do we need shang chi's duplicate duplicative powers here that's what we need okay but is it weapon mm, no weapon is it three with six uses, strength is his third most used power. Okay. I, he does display a lot of strength, I think, sometimes with his punches. You know, he knows how to channel his strength, so it's not that surprising. But yeah, I'm just picturing now every time he punches somebody in the comics that does, like, that slow motion thing that they do the entire movie. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's that was just how he lives his life. It was good action in the movie. I liked it. We'll get into that in a second. So we're going to put down in his official hero roster for most used powers, agility. We have blade and blunt down. He's only used those twice. I guess we can keep those. I think anything that has two uses, they can get put down there. We had computer, but he hasn't used that at all this year. We have creature, but he hasn't used that at all this year. So those can go. Durability at three. Intellect at two. He's a smart guy. Uh, Melee, 13. Precision, 3. Projectile, 2. Speed, we had sense, but he's only done that once this year. So I guess that is not as prominent as we think. Speed at 5. Strength at 6. Suit at 3, because I think we're counting when he deflects stuff with his bracelets. He's done that a couple times, I believe. Wonder Woman does that a lot, too. Uh Uh-huh. Weapon at three and willpower at three are his top powers. We're going to say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's not bad. Thirteen top powers for him this year so far. Reading a thread that's who do you think will be the first major casualty in phase four? Mm, My interest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? That's not true. But I think the I think you said it about the Eternals. I don't know if you said it about Shang-Chi as well, but I think Shang-Chi suffered from the MCU connections as well, in my opinion. Oh, I feel completely different. Really? Completely. I guess we can get into the, the movie here since we covered his stats and his top powers and stuff. But first casualty of phase four. When does Guardians come out? Both the movies I'm thinking have come out pretty close to each other, and I don't know which one's first. Hey, Pim. And Rocket. You think Rocket's going to be the one that dies in three? I definitely I, think yeah, somebody's I think dying so. in Guardians. I mean, it's either going to be Rocket or Drax, I think. Yeah, and Hank Pym would make sense. I mean, he's getting up there. You know, there's really no need to keep bringing him back. That'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Nobody's died in the first two movies yet, right? Nobody's died in the well, shows either, have they? Nobody major. Oh, Owen Wilson. Oh, but he came back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't technically die, but what I was saying is Owen Wilson should be the first major death. Oh, I guess I guess Kang died. <laughs> the one at the end of it all. 
but Kang's dying all over the place because there's a lot of variations of them. So not that major. Uh, a couple people died in Shang-Chi. Got their soul sucked by uh, Shang Tsung, bad guy. Is that like a major, um, I guess, Asian theme, like having your soul sucked from your body? Because that hey, was Brian. the... What? Hey, Brian. You're, you're not Asian. <laughs> I mean, I am Canadian, though. That means anything. So is Simu Lu, so you should know all about this stuff. Exactly. That, yeah. That's why I said it. That means anything. And I'm basing that, of course, on just two things that I know. This, this soul sucker demon and then Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. That's me painting with a very broad stroke on two very small samples. Are you, are you into any like Asian culture stuff? Uh, anime or anything? Right. How often have I talked to you about Pokemon? I don't know. I don't count that as an Asian influence. <laughs> I feel like Pokemon's a very Americanized thing. Brian. What? <laughs> Look, it's what America does. That's no, ours no, now. No, no, no. Pokemon yeah, is ours. Say, you're, you had to have an American moment sometime this year. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's very Asian influenced. Created. I mean, influence. <laughs> think, about, think about how many creatures in this movie look like fucking Pokemon. I got a Ninetales, I got an Entei, I got a Gyarados. Now, Avatar, that's a sample, that's an example of that's American influenced by Asian culture. Avatar Last Airbender was made in the West. Right. And Pokemon was made in fucking Japan. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, Pokemon is not, not American. That's, that's an Asian thing. And I shouldn't use just the broad term Asian, but I didn't want to mix up something that was Chinese for Japanese. So Shang-Chi is, he's a Chinese character, yes? I believe he was born in China. Yeah, he's Chinese and American. And that's what we're here to talk about. I think I really liked the, uh, when you could tell that the Chinese style was like involved, like of the fight scenes. And I, I guess mainly was in that first opening battle between his mother and father, when it was very, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. They also do that when... I, I watched the finale before we recorded. They yeah. also do that in the final fight between Shang and his dad. They did, yeah, they did a very good job. Who directed this? Was it a Chinese uh, It director? was another Canadian. No, it was another Canadian. Daniel, De, Daniel Dustin Creighton. Okay, but like... He did... Asian, Canadian? He, or hey, 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 hey. Why don't you let me finish talking? Because you're not answering my question. Well, I'm getting to it. He is an Asian Canadian, and he okay. also directed Short Term Twelve, which stars Brie Larson. What the hell is Short Term Twelve? His greatest movie. Okay, so that's good that they, you know, had a an Asian director, you know, direct very Asiany scenes. I guess. Stop trying to take this away from me. This is Canada's moment to shine. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Look at you appropriating other people's culture. Uh, it's my culture. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, right? How you have very Asian style dragons and then compare them to the European style of dragons. Like the Asian in dragons the final are very- fight. What do you mean in the Because like in the, in the final fight, that one dragon, the, the monster behind the wall is a much more European style dragon. You think so? Are you trying to say there's yeah. some sort of like hidden message down here about they were protecting their little- happy shelter from the invading West. Is that what you're getting at? I mean, there was a wall involved. But I don't know if I, 
I mean, clearly, because it's my, you know, Eurocentric bias of seeing these dragons, the Euro dragons always growing up. Like, I don't know if I'm a big fan of the long, skinny, serpentine type dragon that is more prevalent in the Asian culture fantasy. But it's cool to see how different, like, cultures have different styles of, like, a certain thing. How, like, dragon, it's, you know, it's common to both, but it's so very different. It's kind of like, um, you know, a lot of these stories and biblical stories refer to a great flood, but it's like, it's different in each version, but pretty much every version has this act where like the earth was flooded. Pretty fascinating stuff. What other fantasy creatures did we see in this movie? Uh, We saw White Fox. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a big old tease. Oh yeah. I think it's a, it's a major tease. And I think that's why she's been we've been seeing her a little bit more in the comics as well. Also, we got Entei. Isn't that like Japanese porn? What are you talking about? N with an E. Okay, and what's Entei? Google it. E-N-T-E-I. Oh, it's a Pokemon. Oh, no, that was that big badass lion creature, right? Those were cool. Also, we got the fucking headless chicken things. <laughs> Those were, I didn't, I didn't like that one. Yeah, and that goes in with my... easily disturbed and have no moral cultural background <clears throat> that was one of my things that i was saying that i didn't like like they could have scrapped trevor or whatever from whoa. this movie completely whoa calm the fuck down you cannot scrap the mandarin from a movie in which they introduced the mandarin but he didn't even go by the mandarin right there i think they covered it at that dinner enough he said oh there is this actor or terrorist or whatever that went around portraying like using my 10 rings and coming up with a silly name of chicken or something also ben kingsley oh, i'm not and denying that ben kingsley's well, well, great hey i know hey, i'm doing terrible right let now. me let me finish my fucking sentences <laughs> ben kingsley and bj wong are in those movies because they are some of the first asians in the mcu and this movie was pulling them all in ben kingsley is not asian Yes, English mother and Gujarati father. What'd you say? Is he Indian? Gachari Indian descent right there. I mean, I guess that's why he played Gandhi, right? I don't think we needed Trevor in this movie. I understand their reasoning for bringing him back, right? Do you? Because I haven't explained it to you. Sure. I understand it now that you've explained it to me. If that is their reason for bringing him back, I should. But even with B.D. Wong, like that fight with Abomination, I would say that was a a massive letdown. I did not care for that fight with Abomination. I thought it was going to be a lot more impactful or cooler or last a little bit longer. Like he just took him out with, with a stupid teleport, punching himself. And then what they, yeah. so was that fight staged? Like why'd they walk off together and like talk about like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Not staged, but like clearly they were like cool with one another. Because I think they've done that fight numerous times because Wong comes there often. I'm pretty sure the sister mentions that. I didn't like that fight. There was, also, like, there was also widows there and there was extremist soldiers. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's a cool little scene. The scene was fine. I just thought it was those two characters. I think it was another attempt to try to be like, hey, remember, this is part of the MCU where I don't think that is entirely necessary and i think they should just focus on making a new movie and building up to showing how that ties into the mcu i don't think that this wasn't 
natural, you know, like it makes sense that two characters fighting in this ring would be characters we know. It, it just didn't do it for me that. And then Trevor, I was like, I, I could have done without Trevor. And I thought they answered the, I thought they answered the Mandarin question well enough by his father explaining that, you know, Oh, Hey, there was this guy that was going around, you know, imitating me and trying to use the 10 rings. A lot of these movies require some character or something to happen to move the plot along. And I really like that they brought back a character like Trevor who had some relevance to the story and again was an Asian actor. And but they did he have relevance to, be... to the story? Yes, because he was the fucking Henderhead. They literally made that little short about Trevor getting abducted by the Mandarin. It was important for us to get some kind of closure from that. Yeah, he should have said, I killed him. Again, though. We need some random fucking thing to move point A to point B. Trevor Slatery was a good choice to be that random thing. I mean, the and creature was technically that choice. Any random person could have had that creature. I mean, like, oh, hey, this thing yeah. thinks you should yeah. go and with then him. We would, have got a, we would have gotten some random character. Instead, they brought back Trevor Slatery, played by the fantastic Ben Kingsley, to be that. And I really enjoyed Trevor's thing. I think he's a funny character. That was fine. Speaking of characters, though. This yeah. is the most I've ever liked Aquafina in anything. Disagree with you on that one as well. Like, I do not care about Aquafina. And she brought the movie down for me a little bit as well. I'm pretty sure you're racist. That is not true. I like a lot of Asian things. But that, that's really not going to help my point I'm going to make here. <laughs> and I know it's not the point of these movies. I'm going to go ahead and say it. This might be the most unattractive Marvel movie they've put out. Because I didn't find I can't believe, I can't many of these people attractive when at incredible, all. When Incredible Hulk exists. Also, Edward Norton is a wow, very handsome wow. guy. Wow. No, Edward Norton is a piece of shit compared to Simi Liu and his sister. They are way more beautiful than Edward Norton. I thought the most beautiful person in this movie was the aunt. Michelle Yeoh? Yeah, is that who the aunt was? She was nice. Yeah. But Aquafina, I, I don't. I don't like her voice. I know it's her signature thing. I don't like her voice. They had her dressing very frumpy throughout the whole movie. Like, I don't know why she was wearing like some of the pants that she was and the way she walks, like Lynette pointed it out. Like the way she was walking. I would hate to watch a movie with the two of you, especially a Marvel movie. (laughs) Captain Marvel doesn't run like a soldier. The way way Aquafina walks. Well, it's the only reason Lynette pointed that one out was because Aquafina was in the second Jumanji movie and she was playing like an old man in it. Like it was Danny DeVito's character or something was playing as her avatar. And so she was supposed to be like an old man and she was walking like an old man, like the way she moved. And Lynette thought it was like, I thought she just did it for that movie because she was supposed to be like an old man. But watching her walk in this movie, I think that's just how she walks. And I'm not trying to like walk shame people and I'm not trying to shame the people in this movie, but it's, I was like, you man, called them the ugliest Marvel movie. I never said, I never said ugly. Okay. Never said that. I said, you I said found this to be the least attractive. attractive Marvel movie in my opinion. And I'm allowed to find people not attractive. There's nothing That's wrong the with same that. thing. That's the same thing as saying the ugliest. No. Sure. You didn't call them. U- yeah. Sure. You didn't call them ugly. But you said least attractive, which means ugliest. No. So ugly is a very no, subjective word. word. And yeah. least attractive also... is much more uh, objective. No, subjective. It's, an, it's a nice way of saying ugliest. 
No, because cool. I, I'm well aware that a lot of people find Simu Lee attractive. I don't think he's an attractive man compared to a I lot of his these. Sister. I thought his sister was very attractive. Yeah, she was all right. This does not need to devolve into a. No, no, no. I don't need to hear more from your racist dick, okay? It has nothing to do with attractive lady. How dare you? Your, your dick is super racist. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Wang Wu, or whatever, I guess the name his dad is, right? He was an attractive man. I thought he was more attractive than, than Simu Lee. You know, as far as the men in the movie go, who are the other men in this movie? I mean, Razor Fist, he's not an attractive guy, and Wong's not an attractive guy. I don't find those people attractive. I'm not going to apologize for my personal opinions and preferences. You don't don't find those people attractive. Wow. Wow. (laughs) We've got it. We've got it it on recording. (laughs) That is not what I mean, and you know it. I like plenty of Asians, okay? I find a lot of Asian people attractive. It has nothing to do with that. This cast just did not do it for me. That's all. That, that's all you had to say. Every the last twenty minutes, <laughs> it was not was twenty you, minutes. The last twenty minutes was you just digging a nice old racism hole. I I was saying this, this has been probably my favorite Phase Four project, just because like I really enjoyed it. I like every part of it. I wanted a little bit more of it, and like that third act is amazing. And that's probably why it's my favorite. But like this whole thing just felt like a fun addition into the MCU. Like it all fit in really well for me, better than I thought Eternals did, which you'll understand later. And I don't know. This just this was the first thing that made me excited to come back to the theater for more phase for more phases. Yeah, I would I would put it above Black Widow as far as the movies go. Well, we can't play. But that's probably shots. me being sexist. So I'm more sexist than I am racist, aren't I, Sean? No, I'm pretty sure you're more racist than you are sexual. As far as the shows, I don't know. I mean, WandaVision might still be my favorite of the Phase 4 things so far, but that would be... Yeah, but it falls apart in the third act. That's, that's the only reason I like this more than WandaVision. It gets better in the third act, whereas WandaVision fell apart. Did you know that there was not grass during the time of dinosaurs? I didn't know that. I have seen that like trivia fact come up twice within like the past week or so. And it just blew my mind because it's like, that's weird that there wasn't grass as we know it back then, but it was like more like ferns and like big plants, you know, and the grass, I guess they did have was, I guess, very different than the grass. Cause they say apparently the grass that we know of as grass, like originated 5 million years ago. And I bring that up. I just have one question. Yeah. Was it greener? Probably. Grass is always greener on the side. I bring this up. Not just because it's a weird fact I've seen over the past week, like twice, but bamboo is like a type of grass because that's crazy. Yeah, it's of the grass family. Bamboo soda of the grass family. And that's weird thinking of like bamboo as like grass kind of. It's not a tree. Uh, The forest scene in that movie was pretty cool. I like that. That little magical forest in Shang-Chi. To get back to the point of why we're talking, to tie my grass trivia back to that. I really liked that whole opening scene uh, where they were going through the bamboo forest and then he wound up fighting the, the mom. It was very cute how they like had their little dance and were like falling in love while they were fighting. The two most attractive people in the movie, the mom and the dad. What else do I have down here? The origin of the outfit. I like the way they got the outfit into that. How they like were like, yeah. oh, this is all dragon scale stuff. And they had it in their weapons and then they put it in their armor. 
it's it's so interesting how different Shang Chi is in the movies because like he's not tied to fantasy in the comics. He's not technically a tech hero in the comics, but he is in the movies. You would call him a tech hero in this. What would you call the rings? Artifacts. They're tech. No, I'd say those are artifacts. Okay. Yeah. But like there were like scenes where like he was running on them in the air and stuff. Those those scenes were really cool. Yeah. Not I mean, the artifact is a class power. Like, so. I mean, he fucking blew up a dragon with fucking rings. Sonic, eat cool. your heart out. That's eat I kept thinking about Sonic all the time in that. So you're okay with the the changing of the rings from you know ring rings to like bracelet rings. Yes, I thought this was a much cooler way. And like I thought, like when we were watching his fight, I was like, I don't know if we've seen anything like this yet in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And that's good. That goes into the first end credit scene, which I think was like really the only connection you needed to have for the MCU in this, where they have Wong consulting with War Machine. Was, it wasn't War Machine, was it? No, it was uh, Bruce Banner and, and Captain Marvel about his thoughts on the the origin of the rings. So we still don't know where those rings came from. But you know what they were teasing? What were they teasing? Fin Fang Foom. How? That's the that's the thing that calls out across the universe. What are you talking about? What thing that called out across the universe? You know, like the reason they go and get Shang-Chi is because something's like calling out to the rings. Oh, right, that's, right, that's, right. That's Fin Fang Foom. What makes you think it's Fin Fang Foom? Because I googled it after watching the movie, oh. and the rings have a connection to it. Okay, is this yeah. is this like a theory that people have? I guess it's not like a confirmed thing, though. Well, googling it, keep talking. I think Fink Fang Foom would be a, a cool villain to bring into the second one. Keep with the whole like dragon type theme going on there. I think, and I think that makes sense that they would have dragons in this one if it's building up to them bringing in Marvel's ultimate antagonist. Oh, there's a word to do this. Combine antagonist and dragon. We can do it. Drag tagonist. Drag con. No. Help me out here. You're good with puns. You like doing these things. Antagon? No. Whatever. The antaga dragon. Marvel's top antaga dragon. Fing Fang Foom. That would be a it would make sense that dragons oh, were in this it, first one. A dragonist. Yeah. Doesn't work. I think Antaga Dragon is my favorite one. Oh, dragonist. That'd be cool. I'd like to see Fing Fang Foom. Fing Fang Foom is normally an Iron Man bad guy as well, right? So it turns out that it's not Fing Fang Foom. Oh, what's Shang, it? Uh, Simi Liu has said that Fing Fang Foom is actually one of the more problematic issues in Shang-Chi's past. And so they're not going to use that. Why is he problematic? Because of the name? He's a Chinese caricature. Of a dragon. You know what? I'm not even going to go down this route because I don't want to come off being insensitive any more than you're accusing me of being. I mean, I can see how the change from Mandarin comes and how they got rid of Shang-Chi's father in the comics, who was, was his father in the comics was like Fu Manchu, right? Like those were actual people. I can see that, but I don't, does the dragon have, I guess, Chinese characteristics is what they're saying? Oh, no, 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 no. It is a tease. It is a tease for him. All right. See, now you have me confused. So who's saying it is a tease if Simu Liu is saying it's not? He's saying the one in the movie was not Fing Fang Foom. Right. Basically, if Fing Fang Foom appears, it's not going to be called Fing Fang Foom because that is a cheap attempt to make a Chinese sounding name. So it's the name and that's that is, the problem. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can understand that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 
changed the name. They changed the Mandarin's name. So in the comics, the Mandarin is not his father and the Mandarin is still, when was the last time we saw the Mandarin? Have they pretty much, pretty much buried that character? Last time I think we saw the Mandarin was Kieran Gillen, Iron Man. Mandarin's last appearance. Oh, he died in Punisher number one, volume 12 in August, 2018. Oh yeah, he fucking killed him. I remember that because fucking the Mandarin comes out and he's like, "We are about to start this great, right? This great alliance with Baron Zemo," and then fucking Punisher just blows his brains out. I do remember that now. So I thought that was great. I can't believe I forgot that. What if they're gonna bring him back? What if he's done for? You know, it's funny. The Punisher has killed so many characters. Like you remember that second Vulture, like the, the gross the one, the red one the that red... spit acid or whatever. Yeah. When did he kill him? He killed him uh, when Greg Rucker was writing the book. It was like almost an entirely silent issue. And it was just Punisher just like beating the shit out of him. It was a really violent fight. It was fucking awesome. Remember when he killed, who did he kill that was chasing after Spider-Man into war? There was Jack-O-Lantern. That was one of them, right? He killed one of the Jack-O-Lanterns there. But anyways, Mandarin, not Shang-Chi's father. In the comics, it is Zhang-Zhu. His father, who was deceased, who created the Five Weapon Society. So it's kind of similar to the movie, but instead of the Five Weapon Society, it's the Ten Rings. And I was about to say, does Shang-Chi have a sister in the comics? But I guess he does, because that's the whole point of, you know, sister. Yeah. Overall, I think it's a good movie. I really liked it. Just besides my little quibbles, which you accused me of being, you know, not legitimate and insensitive. Okay, here's a really minor quibble, and then I'm done. I think I got all my points. I liked how they kept like the Chinese throughout the movie, right? And they didn't cater and be like, let's just have our Chinese characters speaking English when there's no English people around, right? That's always good. Except, except that one scene with his sister. I don't remember what scene you're talking about. But I did not like, and this is so minor, I know, I did not like the subtitles they used. And I, I assume that was the subtitles they used. It was just the black box with like the white text. Yeah. Like that looks so low grade and, and like, look, it looks like something you would just throw up on your TV for closed captioning. It looked like closed captioning and not like cool subtitles. Like, why didn't we get cool subtitles? And maybe that's me as like the production artist, graphic designer, like coming out, but it just, and the only thing I can think of is, Maybe it was a callback to all these other, you know, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon movies where they maybe use just the generic subtitles like that. That's the only reason I can maybe think that they would use such a generic, plain, boring subtitle format for for a big movie like this. And I guess, like, does anybody else care about how subtitles look or is that just me? I don't know. It bothered me. I didn't like it. But other than that, Great fun movie. I liked it a lot. What are your final thoughts on Shang-Chi? It's great. Fantastic. It's the best thing in Phase 4 so far. It's an exciting new future for the MCU. Got some beautiful, beautiful people. And they even managed to make Aquafina useful and not annoying, which I think is one of the most remarkable things this incredible film does. Did you see, we've talked about Raya, right? Did you like her in Raya? I guess so, since you like Aquafina. I don't like Aquafina. Oh. And I didn't care for her and Raya. I thought okay. Raya, I think we I think we talked about very briefly where it's like yeah, it's inoffensive, but nothing exciting. Whereas this was way better, way better. So that was a good, I think that was a good 
introduction to the MCU for for Shang-Chi and I'm excited to see more and I hope they dive more it's kind of like with Doctor Strange where I was like I don't care about the doctor side of you I want more of the strange side of you like I don't care about the you know San Francisco car parking real reality life of Shang-Chi I need him to go back to that that fantasy world and show me more of these fantasy creatures um, so I'm excited to see where they go with it in subsequent movies and appearances for him. Yeah, the rings are really cool. I'm very excited to see what the future holds for him. All right, man. Well, that's going to be it. Uh, we'll be back next week to our regular scheduled programming. And everybody should check out Shang-Chi. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, let us know what you think by hitting us up on all the social medias uh, at Fantasy Comic League and hit up the website www.fantasycomicleague. We're going to go ahead and... Uh, I don't know how to close this one out, but that's going to be about it. Uh, so, Sean, what do you got for us? Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, I'm going to talk over you once more on your catchphrase. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Is that the end of the way that the whole episode's gone? No, I'll talk, I'll talk to you later. Right. Have a good night. <laughs>